Let's do it. Let's do it. Broadcasting from around the world, you're listening to The First 100, a podcast on how founders acquired their first 100 paying customers. Here's your host, Hadi Rodwan. Good to have you on the show, Farouk. How are you doing today? Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, very good. Thank you. Let me just start with a quick introduction for our listeners. Farouk is a serial entrepreneur and a professional writer. He's currently the co-founder of Formalu, a no-code ca- collaboration platform that helps businesses create custom data-driven business applications and internal tools. It can automate as well their processes and engage their audience. Farouk, take us to the top and explain to a five-year-old what you're business is really about and what pain point were you trying to solve when you created your company? Sure, absolutely. The idea of Formalu was uh, started a few years ago when we were the, basically, uh, we had a great team and we just sold our previous startup and we had a great team. And uh, back then we were developing data-driven business applications for enterprises all over the world. We had a lot of clients, the money was good, and we saw a very simple pattern everywhere. So all of our customers asked us to do a lot of customizations for them every day. So every day, a new customization, a new module, something they needed to be changed and they need to be upgraded to and scale their business. So it was very time consuming for our team to do all of these customizations, all of these irritations, and it was very expensive for them. So after a while, we said there should be a better way to do that. And there should be a better way so we can save our own time. So we created a tool, very simple, very simple. They can do these customizations without any codes themselves. So they can customize their own solutions that we provided for them. And after a while, we created that, gave it to them and said, Okay, don't bug us. You can do it yourself. You don't need to code. You don't need to have developers on site or data scientists on site. You can do it yourself and uh, you can customize it as you wish. So after, uh, after they used it, they loved it so much and said, okay, forget about everything else. We pay you for this and please add more features to this platform. That was how the idea formal was started. And that was basically how we got our first customers. Our early adopters was our previous customers. The main idea here is that every business is unique. They need tools. They need uh, custom applications, custom solutions to grow their business, to manage their business, to organize their infrastructure and everything in their workspace, to collaborate with each other. And they want to build this but they need help of developers, data scientists, these guys, IT guys. Formalu is here to say, okay, you can do it yourself. You don't need anyone else. So we offer them a no-code approach. So just as as easy as playing with Legos, you can just plug and play these building blocks that we have and create anything that you want. And they will create software without even realizing that they are creating a new software. So they're just plug and play everything that they have, everything that they see visually, and everything is set. But at the back end, we have a database infrastructure ready-made for them. We have a a view, UI, 
everything that a software includes, a logics, anything that they want, and we put it all together and give it to them without them even noticing. That's what how was, Formalu started, yeah. What was your early strategy to acquire your first 100 customers? So from the start, uh, we uh, talked about uh, what is this for? Who is our target customers? Who are we helping? So that uh, really helped us to see what group of customers were our target audience and especially early adopters and what group were not. We made a mistake and uh, chose a bad group, basically. For example, we said to ourselves that experts, the ones that are developers, basically, they want to use Formalu from the start. Uh, They want to see this to reduce their time. For example, if you created a solution in one month, you can do it with formal in a few minutes. So you can reduce your time and build something faster. So we were saying that maybe Formalu is very attractive for these experts in uh, organizations, especially in enterprises. After a while, we realized they are not our early adopters. A lot of them, but not enough growth was happening. So we changed our focus completely. We said, okay, let's not focus on expert users and focus now focus on business users in small and medium enterprises, in education, in healthcare, in uh, insurance, in events and exhibitions. These guys that need a lot of things fast for someone that doesn't know anything about the software building. They might not even have a computer. They might want to do this on their mobile phone. So we change our approach to a mobile first business user, citizen developer approach, and we went completely no code. No developers, no data scientists, just for every business user. And that really paid off. We saw that a lot of business users really love the, what they are doing with Formalu and they are seeing the results. But, How did you find them? Yeah, from the start, we started creating a community. That was the big change for us that really helped us. We started creating a community of no-code developers. As a no-code tool, we wanted to basically attract no-code developers out there. So we started by creating a community. We invite all of the no-code developers that we knew to this community to collaborate with each other, give us feedback on our product, whether it is good, whether it is bad, where does it suck, what should we change? And they gave us a lot of criticism, feedback, everything on that. And when this, that community was growing, a lot of them started using Formal as well. And they started using Formal more and more. And after a while, you saw a turning point that the community of no-code developers but was actually in community of our customers who all used Formalu and collaborated with each other, not us, with each other. They collaborated to create bigger projects, working on the same projects, creating templates, sample codes, anything like that, and grew and grew and grew more. But we really tried to engage our community and grow it as fast as we can, as best as we can. So it's not... Just, for example, a notification board or something like that. It's a real community. People ask real questions. People ask real challenges and give real feedback. How do you grow a community? What does a successful community look like for you? So that was a question that we, when we wanted to start the formal community as well. What makes a community grow? 
We made a lot of mistakes on that as well. But after a while, we saw that the answer was a company will grow when the community members see a value when they are in that community. That value might be two things. They are either looking for learning new things, for example, learning how to create a website without coding, create an application without coding, create a portal without coding. So the learning aspect, or they are trying to level up their business. So they are basically looking forward to generating revenue, generating value by being a part of your community. So if you enable your community members to generate revenue, generate value by being inside your community, they will grow and grow. That value can be learning your stuff, generating revenue, or collaboration with each other. So anything that brings value to that that, uh, community members' mindset and business. So we focus on providing that and act as a facilitator, not a community moderator, just a facilitator to bring these kind of values to our community members. For example, one of the great things that we started in our community was that a lot of, for example, our customers were agencies and freelancers, and they wanted to bring an external revenue inside their business. They wanted to generate revenue when they are working with Formalu. So we provided ways for them to actually generate revenues when they are working with Formalu, when they are creating Formalu, but creating samples, templates, and even selling those, or creating complex solutions and selling those as well. That really helped us. So at Formula, you developed a gamification system that encourages your customers to be more engaged within your system. How did this impact your customer acquisition? How successful was the strategy? Is it scalable? Are you pivoting? Are you doing some other changes around it? So from the gamification always was and is our biggest channel of marketing. So by far, the biggest channel that we have for marketing is our gamification. Up until now, we never did any paid advertisement. You never saw a formal advertisement anywhere. And up until now, the word of mouth was our biggest ally. So we uh, we used that gamification. We used uh, these referrals and a word of mouth as our biggest channel. So the way we did that is that we changed it again and again. So we had a mindset of what will work in a gamification algorithm, basically. What people want out of it and what can we provide for them. So we saw that the best thing to do in a gamification system, and it's really scalable, is that to find an alignment. Alignment of what your customer wants and what your business needs. So our business, for example, needed more new users. We wanted people to tell their colleagues, tell their friends about Formalu. And what people wanted was more usage, more cloud storage, more uh, features, more application storage, anything like that. So we provide, uh, we connected these two together. So when they are working with each other, they get this cool stuff. For example, when they wanted to bring new team members, we introduced collaboration options access management options, when they can work together so they can add more team members and even getting paid for it. And uh, that really helped us. But we change our gamification method very often. Actually, are changing it every quarter. 
So we're analyzing what we happened last quarter. We have a big analytics on that. We see what actions that we are using, people don't like them or they don't pay attention enough to that. What actions people are really doing and we are not leveraging our gamification system and we change it and change it again and make it a live for our customers to see these changes to, so they can understand that we are listening to them. But it really helped us. More than 50% of our growth is coming from our gamification. So how does your gamification work? Is it like a reward-based system? Is it a leaderboard? Is it a point system? It's a combination of a point system and a reward-based system. Based on that, people get for activities that they do in Formado. They get credits and features that they want and even unlock some features for them, even if they are not our paying customers or if they are in lower tiers of uh, our system. So they get more usage, more cloud storage, more features, and best of all for us is more team members. They can collaborate with each other because as core formal is a collaboration platform, so more team members that they can bring in, for example, a small amount of money or free, it's much, much better for them. So we think these two based on the actions that really help formal grow and people need as well. For example, if you add team members to your company, if you publish your application, if you use your application inside a bigger audience, these kind of actions we basically reward. Great, great answer. Thank you for that. Currently, you're doing a freemium model where you have a, a free tier and then I think an $8 and so on and so forth. Can you walk us through your thought process on how you landed on these different tiers and if you can also elaborate more on your retention and churn, have you seen people using your platform for a specific period and time and then not renewing or you have a very great renewal rate? First of all, we are a um, strong believer of free software. So we always will have a free version of formal, especially for personal use, solopreneurs, freelancers. And we want to leverage that because you should use Formalu and get the benefits of Formalu even if you are not paying something to Formalu. So we always uh, value our free version a lot. And uh, we add all of our features for free as well, not just to see it in action, but get the feedback of the audience. Right now, we have around 20,000 free customers using Formalu every month. We really love to see their feedback. We really love to see what they are doing with Formalu and what um, creative uh, solutions they are providing. We always want to uh, be free for solopreneurs, freelancers, free users, and uh, personal use. How we uh, want people to really leverage their Formalu is when they are working together for collaboration, for bigger teams. When you are a bigger team, you want to collaborate with each other so you can upgrade to our paid plans to basically enjoy our collaboration options or enjoy more customizations. For example, if you want to put your own branding, remove formal branding, have your own custom domains, have your own custom email system, having your own workflows, anything like that, you can use with Formalu where we are paid options. Right now, our uh, retention is about 99% every month. And uh, we are also growing 15% month over month on our monthly active users. Have you seen that the pricing strategy that you've put is 
something that you would continue using or you will experiment with a higher tier price? So for us, uh, this uh, pricing works because uh, it enables uh, smaller teams to pay a lot less than a bigger team. So a smaller team can enjoy formally for a fraction of the cost of, for example, their coffees every day. And to a bigger team who has more money to spend, who has more resources to spend, and they can have more features and more team members. So based on, because we charge per team member per month, and that really helped them, especially for businesses who are looking for using Formalu for a long time. So we want them to be able to engage all of their team members inside Formalu without thinking too much about the money, if they can afford it or not. They can use Formalu for that. And we really like that. Also, we are introducing the usage-based pricing for people who want to use Formalu for a small project and bigger projects, so it, we can offer the best solution for both of these. Perfect. Thank you for sharing this information. You're a serial entrepreneur, and every entrepreneur has what we call entrepreneur's anxiety, running out of cash, not getting clients, paying salaries on time. How have you handled this? So I think that's the hardest part of the job, because you don't know what happens tomorrow. You have to meet a lot of deadlines and you have to be uh, stay uh, to keep the, this ship afloat. So I always said that working on a startup is like building an airplane when you are flying it. Everything is happening at once. You don't have a lot of time to really think about what happens next. And you have to keep everything stable and grow at the same time. The way that I recommend it uh, and it, I try to do, I'm not doing it perfectly, but I try to do is to have the best scenario possible for growth and everything together for that best scenario possible with each step in checklist and that you wanted. And also have the, for, be prepared for the worst case scenario and a plan B. And you have to move in a way that your plan B and your plan A are working in parallel. So if you win, you win the plan A. And if you lose, you will fall back into plan B instantly. You have to work and target these two plans at the same time for the best case and the worst case. It's really hard to do. And uh, I had many sleepless nights about that uh, because uh, I started all of my businesses as a bootstrap business. So seeing that uh, we have money for uh, payments every month, for salaries, for payroll, uh, seeing that uh, we are not growing so much, that really hurts. And that uh, really gave a lot of anxiety. That's the worst thing about the entrepreneurship job. But when you see the results, all of that heavy lifting will, lift, uh, will be lifted and you see, okay, now we have so much possibilities. We can do a lot of things now that we are seeing the growth. Oh, the growth was 1%, now it's 2%, and let's keep uh, attacking that to uh, make it better. What skill has served you the most on your, on your entrepreneurial journey? So two things I think is the most important attributes uh, every entrepreneur should have. The first one is the ability to solve a problem. So critical thinking is the, one of the be uh, most important thing that an entrepreneur should have. To see the full picture and not get distracted with the details 
and what everyone else is doing, what is happening in the market, and see over the horizon. The second one is that the product is the heart of every company. If you pay attention to the product, and if you pay attention, enough attention to the product, you are making the company successful. And if the product is not good enough, no amount of marketing and sales will save that company. So product should be the main engine of growth in each company without anything else, without money, without the marketing, without, the, for example, advertisement, anything else. The way that you see that product is the way that people really need it. So it's a very different thing when people need something and people say to you that I want this. And when they did, I think it was Ford that said, uh, if I asked what people wanted, they would have said uh, faster horses, but they needed automobiles. So you have to crack what people really need, what people want in between of what they are saying as a feedback, as a customer, as a market and anything else. And you have to implement that opportunity to the product. And if you do it perfectly, people will love it and they will sell the product for you. You don't have to do anything else. So product is the case. The second one is that for each company, when you are paying attention to the product, you're just one man, you're just a team, and your resources are limited. The best resources for creating a product is your customers. So customer success should be the first thing and the most important thing in the company. You want to design your product in a way that makes your customers successful, hence customer success. So you want to really solve the problem for the customer. A lot of people say for customer support, if customers are not complaining, job of customer support is done. Or is that if the customer is turned and now they are paying, we are done. But that's not the case. The case is that we actually solve this problem for them. There is a reason that they are using us. How they are, one, they are successful, how they are growing, how they are saying okay, I'm very glad that I'm using this software. I'm very glad that I'm using this service. And even though I'm not saying anything, they are smiling, they are content. So customer success should be the core designer of your product. Thank you for sharing this advice. One last question, what's next for Formalu? So Formalu right now, we are really trying to engage our audience, engage our committee members to build an ecosystem of no-code developers. So we want to be a platform for the no-code developers, not only to build tools and uh, services on top of Formalu and using Formalu as infrastructure, but really collaborate with each other. So we are trying really hard trying to create Formalu as a hub, as we say, a data OS. Every business, every no-code developer, Every team member can really leverage Formula to create something better and they can help each other to achieve much, much more. So if we can uh, create an ecosystem and a platform for businesses to share what they have and they crowdsource ideas, crowdsource their creativity to build something much, much more powerful with help of each other, I think our job is done. Farouk. Thank you for being on our show. We wish you the best of luck. Where can people reach you? 
Sure, it was my pleasure, and I'm so glad that you invited me for this program. I had a very good time. First of all, I'm active on LinkedIn, so you can reach me there. You can search my name, Farouk Shahabi, and you can search for my name as well. And also on Medium, I have a, a little blog that I talk about these kind of things like gamification, like databases, non-code development, and anything like that, product design. I love to hear your feedback on that as well. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to The First 100. We hope it inspired you in your journey. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify, and share it with a friend starting their entrepreneurship journey. Leave us a five-star review. Your support will help spread our podcast to more viewers. 